Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, MJ Wuayu, with Shadow, aka, well, Scott, (laughs) and the fun train, uh, Steve-O. How are you guys doing this week? Did you have a, a good week of fantasy, you guys? Uh, I went two and two, so I, I would call that average week. Um, yeah, no, no real complaints. More disappointed in my Cowboys than in fantasy. Yeah, Stephen, you still riding the high of of Tua, Tyreek. I mean, the whole Dolphins team just exploded. Yeah, overall doing average, but yeah, my Tua Tyreek stack is giving me all the hope I need. Oh yeah, baby. Well, we're starting this out with um a festive icebreaker uh we're actually doing a fall draft yes a fall draft uh seasons are changing um and our draft order for this fall draft is going to be me the fun train and scott we're going to move in a snake draft style with a third round reversal so we're getting a little froggy with you uh gentlemen i'm like i said i'm going to go ahead and start off start off here and i'm gonna say my favorite the best part about the fall is the cooler weather and cooler weather. Yep. Listen, you gave me one Oh one Scott. I'm taking the cooler weather. I am all about hoodies. I am crazy about hoodies. I'm crazy about jackets. Ooh, are good. I, yes. I love all my layers and I cannot wait to wear them all. Cooler weather was definitely on my list. I thought I was going to be able to get that late. <laughs> thought you were going to get a value pick right there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Fun train. What you got? Well, weather was probably my number one, so I think you made the correct pick, MJ. Um, I'm going to go with college football Saturdays oh. with the number two pick. Let's go, baby. I mean, I, I thought there was no chance I was getting as a three, but obviously I'm going with NFL football, everything that yeah. comes with it, like Cowboys, fantasy, like you name it, yeah. NFL football. Steven took college football. Yeah, give me NFL football. Well, for listen, sure. take NFL no, no. out of value at your pick. You feel yeah, like. mid mid pick. College football Saturdays is different than college football. There's there's a there's a vibe. There's a thing about Fetch the air. Up. Yeah, listen, listen. Sitting on the couch and watching Red Zone for like seven. That's hours not what you eight. chose. To be clear, I mean, it encompasses that. But sure. Um, Anyways, um, uh, um, uh, my. Next pick, since I am the first pick of the second round, will of course be pumpkin spice. Uh, anything pumpkin spice, let me have it. Pumpkin spice shit was on my list. Um, however, I'm going to take my number two pick with Halloween, which mm. is mm. underrated holiday in my opinion. I love dressing up. I love the fall weather with the i don't know all the vibes about halloween i'm 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 all in on well see i was about i'll let you have halloween i was gonna say the holidays in general i guess fall is really where it starts to everywhere starts to just streamline it these back-to-back holidays and I, i just love every chance we get to get together with family but hmm other than holidays honestly well, I guess I was going to say candy too cuz Halloween, but man, yeah, you guys are in the Halloween category. So I've got the cooler weather. Let me think what else. 
I mean, Honestly, I could say the change of colors. I do love all the the nice yellows, oranges, these darker tones. That it, it sets a. It honestly makes me really happy walking through, going on hikes, and just getting getting to enjoy it instead of, I guess, walking through what Hades, say like literal, just like hell, hellfire <laughs> throughout the summer. So yeah, yeah, uh, Scott. Yeah, uh, I love the Halloween picks, Stephen. I, I don't think it's underrated. I think it's actually my favorite holiday. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Emily's favorite holiday, too. Um, so I don't know if this is cheating by saying this because it kind of goes with Halloween, but it's also a fall activity. But how about just carving a pumpkin? Is that legal or does that fall under Halloween? That falls under Halloween. Uh, all right. Yeah, listen, well, it has to be hard for you. Hard for me. It has to be hard for you, buddy. Since I can't say that, um, I'm going to say fall weddings um my wedding was in the fall uh, i think it's the perfect time of year to have a wedding um it kind of encompasses everything that we just said except for the fact that you're probably gonna have to go up either a college football saturday or an nfl sunday to go to one but <laughs> I, I love me a good uh fall wedding with the cooler weather changing of the colors it's just a great time of year for them we okay. um <laughs> with my third and final pick i'm gonna go with mountain cabin getaways nothing like being up in the mountain and getting in that hot tub surrounded by the mountains obviously and uh cabin getaway this, get this is fall picks not winter picks what's wrong with going up in the fall so get away it's, in the fall. it's better it's better in the winter because one you, you, there's snow on the ground you can do the sk- the skiing or the snowboarding and then you get in the hot tub outside there's nothing like walking out with your swimsuit and no top on and like freezing but then as soon as you get in the hot tub you're like ah i feel that a <laughs> <laughs> uh, great draft so far let me let me see if i can really sum sum this up with something spicy or something really nice um coffee uh, coffee well actually i was about to say yeah actually my last pick was going to be warm drinks like uh, i mean listen that's that's fair god's shaking his head he's he's like uh I specified pumpkin spice things, which encompass all pumpkin spice things. But yeah, there's more than just like pumpkin spice latte. Cider. I love apple cider. Exactly. Apple cider, hot cocoa. You get to throw, oh, you actually get to, like, I guess in, I guess hand in hand with the weather, but you get to actually put the fire on, um, depending on the days, of course, but, and you get to get all cozy. Like, I think that's really, you get to actually warm yourself up and that's a nice change of pace from having to cool yourself down. So, yeah, I feel like we missed some big ones. I don't know. Shout shout us out if you think we did. How about just like sitting out by a fire? Oh, I love that. I should have said that honestly. That's a really by fire. That's really nice too. All right, great draft, you guys. Um, and you know we like to change everything uh, things up here. Throw a little curveball your way, the audience. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our little week three recap. We got three stellar games here today. Um, first of which, I guess it's gonna. We'll start with the the banger, which was Miami winning over Denver, uh, 70 to 20. Um, I'll start with the Broncos because Miami was just popping off. Um, Russell Wilson, three Oh six, one touchdown, one INT Cortland Sutton, get that one touchdown. He had eight receptions for 91 yards. He actually had at least one more touchdown there and just plopped out of his hands. Jerry Judy, five for 81 Marvin, 
Mims Jr. continues to show out only three receptions though for 73 yards. And really that's, that's it for the Broncos. Meanwhile, Miami and Tua, the man Tagovailoa going 309 for four touchdowns, no INTs. Uh, Devon, uh, Achan, 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 Achan. Yeah. Well, you know, he he corrected everybody this this week, you guys. So, and I still can't pronounce it right. But eighteen for two or three, and two touchdowns. Um, I, and I was looking at some stats before this, and he was started in about six percent of leagues. Six percent of leagues. Uh, six percent. Um, crazy. Ninety four percent of leagues missed out on that forty plus point output. And you can't overlook Raheem Mostert either, who went. 13 carries, 82 yards, and three touchdowns himself. Uh, most are proving to be an extremely valued pick. I think he's going in, in startup drafts. He's going over, like, I think pick 117, what he was averaging. So good for you if you picked him up. Tyreek Hill, nine for 157, one touchdown. Robbie Chosen, 168, one. And Raheem Mostert, oh my gosh, got a, he got a reception touchdown. I missed that. Seven for 60, one touchdown. And eight, wow, Devon, um, Achan, Achan, I can't get it right. Achan, Achan. That's why I have you, Scott, and that's why I'm pronouncing it wrong first, so that you'll get it right. Um, four for thirty and two receiving touchdowns too. Um, boy, boy, and actually, because of this game, uh, Achan got it right that time. Rose all the way up from running back thirty-eight. To running back 12 on KTC. Um, I guess the biggest question here is what is the what is the highest uh amount you're willing to pay for him right now in Dynasty? Can you give me some comparable players or picks? Uh picks? Uh, I mean you think he's worth a first? Second, no question. Second, no question. Okay. Um, I, I think he's definitely worth a first, no question. But the problem is, is he's young, right? So I think he's an extremely hard person to value right now because if you are a team that's not doing well and you're thinking about trading him for future picks, like you might as well just hold on to him, right? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been one game, but yeah, I I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I think everyone blew up in this game. So I think it's, I think it's fair to give him some credit, but I don't know if I'm willing to sell the farm. Yeah. You still need to see a little bit more, huh? Yeah. Okay. And how about Mostert? I mean, is this, uh, is this someone you'd be willing to buy or is this someone you're trying to, if someone's trying to offload him, you're kind of afraid because of his injury history. I mean, for, for redraft, no question. I mean, I think, I think ESPN has him as the top 10 back this week. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't see a scenario where he doesn't have at minimum top fifteen value. So I'm absolutely buying in for him. Um, obviously, A Chan could cut into that a little bit, but if this offense is going to be as explosive, half as explosive as it was last weekend, then um, they can hold two running backs, and uh, I think Lester can, like I said, be a top fifteen. Yeah, I don't want to go uh, too deep into my comments on this because, uh, spoiler alert, going to hit it a little bit harder later. But oh. um, I had the option of starting 
Tajay Spears or A-Chan against MJ in one of our leagues this week. Thank goodness. Um, I, had to make, I had to make a last-minute decision because Aaron Jones was declared out an hour before the game, and uh, I was in L.A., so on West Coast time, which is the absolute worst for football. Um, and I went with uh, Tajay Spears. So, uh, yeah, had I played... A Chan, I would have beaten MJ, and because I did, lost. So um, you're I, welcome, MJ. It's I, all right. Yes, I, I beat you, you in donation. I beat you in the What's Your Fantasy League, which is the What's Your Fantasy podcast. So that that's the one that actually matters. Hey, I'll see you in the playoffs. All right. Um, <laughs> so great game, you guys. Uh, we'll move on to the Chargers versus the Vikings. Um, which the Chargers pulled this off 28 to 24 and improved to one and two. The Vikings, um, after being having the best record in one score games last year, are now 0 and 3 in one score games. Um, let's start off with Justin Herbert going four or five, three touchdowns, and really the star. I mean, the running, no rushing whatsoever for LA in this game, but. Well, I do have to point out the actual star of the show this week for the Chargers was Keenan Allen, who not only had 18 receptions for 215 yards, no touchdowns, but he did throw for a 49-yard touchdown. Bingo, bango. Um, Mike Williams, 7 for 121, one touchdown. Very sad to say that he we lost him to the season for a torn ACL. Um but I just feel like that's that's the story with him every year. It's some severe injury that just knocks him out. And I mean, best of luck to him. Next man up, though, Josh Palmer, four receptions, 66 yards, one touchdown. Um, and on the Minnesota side of things, Kirk Cousins, 367, three touchdowns, one INT. Alexander Madison finally showing up for you, Steve O. Uh, and you did start him. Uh, 20 carries for 93 yards, no, t- no t- TDs. Uh, but Justin Jefferson continuing his hot streak, seven for 149, one touchdown. KJ Osborne sneaking one in there, one reception, 36, and one tutty. Um, I do have to note TJ Hawkinson, eight for 78 for the tight end premium leagues. Um, gosh, really interesting points here. I mean, what what are your feelings? Well, actually, we've talked about this off pod. Okay. Keenan Allen. I mean... <laughs> And Scott's smiling right now, but I know what he's going to say. But listen, how about redraft, Scott? I know you don't believe him uh, possibly finishing inside the top 10, which is what we made a bet on. Yeah, but, so I guess for our listeners out there, we'll go ahead and say uh, there were a couple of side bets slash shotgun bets, they're both, that were made um, off the pod this week. Um, and they were both... Me against uh, Stephen MJ and uh, Commissioner Chaos Dave, um, and they're individual bets. But basically, I bet that Keenan Allen would finish outside the top ten uh, this year. Obviously, he's clearly in that right now, so they have the advantage there. But I'm, he's going to finish outside the top ten for wide receivers. And then the other bet was uh, Tua. Tua is going to finish outside the top ten for quarterbacks. Uh, those are the two bets. We'll see what actually happens. Uh, those are actually side bets seven and eight, which we will uh, re- review those here in a few weeks uh, just to catch our listeners up. But uh, yeah, so Keenan Allen's great this year. I would love to have him. I would definitely be starting him if I did. Uh, for Dynasty, if you are a team that is 
not winning right now. He's definitely a sell high for future assets play right now. Um, I think you could easily get a first for him, and I think you should. Um, if you are trying to win right now and you need that one more piece, uh, you should go out and try and get Keenan Allen. Um, mm. We just, I don't know how much is left in the tank. So, you know, depending on what your team makeup is, uh, he may not be the best target long term for Dynasty. Uh, but for redraft, yeah, definitely go get him and start him. I'm not saying that he's not going to be great. I think he definitely finishes in the top 20. Um, I just think with both of those players, uh, there's just such an injury history that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they would have to play, I would say, at least 14 of the 17 games uh, to make it into the top 10. Um, we'll see. Okay. Um, well, with Mike Williams going out too, you guys, um, who would you be more interested to, I guess, invest in? Let's say, let's say Dynasty, right? Let's say Dynasty, Josh Palmer or, or QJ? That's definitely tough. Um, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to win this year, Josh Palmer. Okay. Um, if you are a team that's playing for the future, go get it, QJ. Fun train. I know you don't like rookies, and QJ hasn't proved anything yet. Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm I'm still so wrong on at one point thinking that he was had the possibility of being the top rookie receiver. Um, and now I think probably agreeing with Scott that if I'm in win now mode, Josh Palmer's who I'm going with no matter what. And uh, all that to say, he, he's been the third stringer for a long time. So he obviously doesn't really have the potential, I think, to be a long-term second string guy. But um, QJ will eventually, what is it? The cream always rises. So I think cream always rises to the top. Long-term baby. be the guy. Okay, great. I, I, I will say, I think the Mike Williams injury is actually going to hurt Keenan Allen's value. Um, I think teams are now going to be able to focus half their energy on Eckler, half their energy on Allen on defense. Uh, okay, interesting points. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to see. Um, and I actually went and switched our third game up a little bit since we we, we had originally talked about the Cowboys in cards, but I don't, I don't want to potentially rub salt in my boys' wounds. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great game, and honestly, it was just me, <laughs> me uh, doing my uh, every other episode bash of the refs and how terrible they are, but um, no, it was not a good game from the Cowboys, regardless of how good or bad the refs were. So, yes. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I made an audible, called an audible, and I switched it to Seattle versus Carolina. Seattle pulling this out 37-27, to 27, um, improving to 2-1. and one. Carolina falling to 0-3. Oh um, for Seattle, Geno Smith going 296, one touchdown, one INT. KW3, my boy, uh, 97 yards, two tutties. Love it. Um, he also had three receptions for 59 yards. Uh, DK really showing out six for 112. Um, and a really decent collective effort from the from the Seahawks here. Uh, we had Andy Dalton for Carolina throwing for 361 and two touchdowns, which is respectable when you – uh, take a look at how Bryce Young has been doing um, with this this offensive line. Uh, Miles Sanders, 9 for 24, one tutty. And Adam Thielen, 11 for 145, one touchdown. DJ Chark, 4 for 86 and one touchdown. I mean, with Andy Dalton at the helm, um, would you guys say that, that he'd be the only reason you'd 
you'd invest in this Carolina core or these weapons? Because Bryce has really not been as productive as we'd hope he'd be. I mean, he is a rookie, but... Yeah, it seems like uh, regardless of who's under center there for uh, the Panthers, um, Adam Thielen is going to be the go-to guy. Uh, I just don't know if you can feel comfortable starting him on a weekly basis just because the Panthers are not a great team. Um, the only other person that I would consider starting on a weekly basis would be Miles Sanders just because of volume alone. Um, the off chance that they make it onto the other side of the field and or in the red zone, he's going to be the guy getting the carries and possibly get you a tutty. But um, no, I think the Panthers are a big avoid team for me this year okay. um, until Bryce Young can prove us otherwise. Uh, fun train? Yeah, well, I think Thielen, I think, is going to be a target monster. So definitely for PPR. Good call. Will be valuable. Yeah, 14 um, targets this game. Which is bonkers, but obviously just doesn't have the deep playability like he once did. Um, not that he really ever was a deep play guy, but being able to outrun other guys. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I don't hate him as a flex play um, outside of him. Um, even with Miles Sanders, probably, probably a flex play as well, but they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And I think that's why we've seen Miles Sanders not have a great year so far. Yeah. Good. Great points, everybody. Um, and that's our week three recap. Um, we're going to throw yet another curveball at you guys today. Um, we're moving on to Bumble Rumble, this time hosted by Scott, Scotty, Scott, Scottimus. What you got? So first off, shout out to Steven for letting me uh, host this segment, which belongs to him. Um, he is rocking like a champion recorded so we can get it out to you guys before the Thursday night game. So shout out to Steven for being here and uh, I'm happy to help you with this episode tonight and hopefully you can enjoy being on the other side. Um, so similar to what we did last time, uh, I'm going to give you two players that are same position, MJ, same position. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you their names <laughs> and the location of the stadium and you're going to have to pick one or the other. Swipe right on one, swipe left on the other. Our first one, we have 24, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 24, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, give me the 24-year-old from uh, Pennsylvania. Steve? Let me get 24-year-old from Cleveland. Any guesses? Elijah, Elijah Moore? Moore. 24. And Devonta Smith, C24. That sounds right. It is not Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith. It is Kenneth Gainwell and Jerome Ford. Oh, um, mm. I'm happy with that. Yeah, MJ? <laughs> uh, listen, I mean, her Swift is showing up, but hey, at, in this current running back market, whatever, uh, I'd rather have Ford. But. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the right answer. Okay, all right. Uh, our next one, we have 23, Cincinnati, Ohio, 23, New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, hmm. Two 23-year-olds? I'm going to have to take the New Orleans 23-year-old. Yeah, give me New Orleans. 
Any guesses? Has to be. I'm thinking. It's got to be Alave. I um, unless Kendra Miller is 23, but I'm thinking Alave and. Uh oh, never mind. This is probably no trash. take backsies. No take What's backsies. his name? Charlie Jones. Maybe let's, let's do that. I'll, well, I was gonna say Rashid Shahid and. Mm, that's a good one. 24. I don't know any 24 year olds 23, on 23. 20, sorry, 23 year olds on Cincinnati. Yeah. I can't guess Cincinnati's. All right. So Stephen was right about New Orleans. It is Chris Olave. Oh, Cincinnati well, is Jamar Chase. Well, listen, at, at, in this mm. current moment, <laughs> I would much rather have Olave because he's been popping off with no touchdowns yet. Yes. I mean, week week three, Jamar Chase is the Jamar Chase that we all expect and hope continues, and that was without a touchdown. So we'll, we'll see if I, if Burrow yeah. can avoid injuring his calf again. Sure. All right, number three, we have a 23 year old from Baltimore, Maryland, and a 23 year old from Inglewood, California. Baltimore. So it's Zay Flowers and Pukunakua. Uh- I'm going to yeah. go Inglewood just because the odds that, that there's four options. <laughs> I'm uh, going uh, Baltimore, baby. And you you said, who did you think they were, MJ? I think it was Flowers and Puka, but they're, I know they have to be younger than that. You're 50%. It is Zay Flowers for Baltimore, and it's Tutu Atwell. Oh, so, Inglewood, California. Zay, baby. <laughs> Give me the flowers. <laughs> hey, that's all right. We, I think hey, are, Tutu's uh, been popping off too, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't been bad. But I, yeah, I think, I think Zay's the play. All right. Uh, 24, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 24, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. I'm avoiding Pittsburgh. George. Pittsburgh. It is Pat Fryermuth and Cole Komet. Hmm. You guys happy with Neither your great, Probably Fryermuth for me, right? Yeah, sorry, I I'd probably know. prefer Fryermuth, honestly. Didn't give you the chance to make your picks there. Oh, you're okay, good. So, so both would rather have Fryermuth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one we have 28 Detroit, Michigan, and 28 Tampa, Florida. Um, Tampa, Florida. Steve? Detroit. All right, who do you guys think they are? Mayfield and Goff. You nailed it. It's oh. Mayfield and Goff. Yep. Any regret there, MJ? Uh, yeah, I'd much rather have Detroit than right. Goff, to be honest. The next one, we have 29-year-old from Santa Clara, California, and a 29-year-old from Jacksonville, Florida. How old from Santa Clara? They're both 29. Oh, Santa Clara. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I think it's Ingram and Kittle. It is Ingram and Kittle. So you'd rather have Ingram over Kittle, Steve? That's a toss-up, actually. Ingram's performing better than Kittle right now. I, th- I think, I for some reason, I don't know. I, I feel like when longevity for some reason right now... I feel like Ingram has the edge. Yeah, that's, Kittle, that's Kittle is known to have to injure himself every year. I, so he, I mean, he's a helpful I, player. I have no shares of Kittle, one share of Ingram, so I am biased towards Ingram. I, I think there are less mouths to feed in Jacksonville too, though. I think he's the number two guy, whereas Kittle is number three, number four, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Kirk and Zay Jones that are also there as well, so there's not no one. 
Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, the next one, we have 21 from Miami Gardens, Florida, and 21 from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Any guesses? So it has to be. Bijan and HM? Yeah. What would you say, Sue? Bijan and HM? That's correct. It is Bijan and HM. Uh, the next one, we have 24, Arlington, Texas, and 24, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Cowboys. Any guesses? CD and Devontae. It is CD and Devontae. What nice. the heck? You okay, Donna, well, you guys are having some brother connection. That's not that's, fair. That's four in a row for Steven. He's nailed him. Uh, all right, this is the last one. We have 28, Kansas City, Missouri, and 28, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, so it has to be... Okay. 28 from... Cleveland. This one is dumping me. 28. Let me get the Chiefs. Any guesses? MVS and Amari Cooper. Steven? That's probably it. <laughs> um, it is Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I had a I did not I, know they were both I had, 28. I had a hunch. Uh, I, for some reason I was like, is he 28 already? Yeah. Surprising, right? Um, cool. Well, that was Bumble Rumble. Uh, we are going to roll on over to Steven, who's hosting MFK. All right, guys. So for the first MFK, I got for you some guys from the 2013 NFL draft. So oh. 10 years ago, we got the number 76 overall pick in Keenan Allen, who is 31 years old. We have the number 39 overall pick in Geno Smith, who is 32 years old. And we have the number 27 overall pick, DeAndre Hopkins. 31 years old. So D Hop, Geno Smith, and Keenan Allen, MFK. Mm, I'll take this first. Uh, I'll go ahead and say, like, my Mary's for sure, Keenan Allen, and my kill is going to be Hopkins. Um, I mean, if we were just talking about the greatness of these players from that draft, I mean, Hopkins would be pro- probably at the top of this list. But with how up and down Tennessee has been, I just really can't trust that offense. Uh, friends with Benchovitz Geno because we, we can clearly see that they're upping their passing and he's finally getting rhythm with these rod receivers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you specified MJ. If we're talking this season, I think I have to agree. Mary Keenan, uh, friends of Benchovitz Geno, and Kill DeAndre. But if we're talking since they've been drafted, it's definitely DeAndre Keenan Geno. Well, we never do this based off of since they've been drafted. Okay, then I go with what MJ said. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 agreeing. Uh I don't I, I would say that there's a debate for Gino to be the Mary just because I, I think he's gonna be back to honestly uh, last year's form and can be a top ten quarterback. Hmm. Um and also quarterbacks got a longer lifespan in the NFL. So I think in Dynasty as well he's got some potential. But yeah, give me Keenan, Gino and Obviously, D Hop is 
one of that Rushmore receivers, but in this scenario, got to kill him. MJ, what you got? Okay, well, funny enough, Stephen, um, I went with a, a yearly themed uh, group of players as well, um, just because one of them has been both of them, two of them have been uh, kind of flailing about this season. They're QBs from the 2021 draft, so it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say relatively, I'm not going to say easy, but yeah, let me marry T-Law, friends with Benjamin Fitz, Justin Fields, and kill Mac Jones. I think probably if you would have asked me a few weeks ago, probably would have married Justin Fields, but now because I think there's, there's a true risk involved, he's moving to my F, F with Bs. Mm-hmm. I agree with Steven. Um, the first part that he said, but I think my order still would have been Lawrence Fields, Mac Jones, the beginning of the season. Um, and yes, I know that Mac Jones is actually probably doing the best right now of the three of them, but talking long-term, give me Lawrence, give me Fields, give me Mac Jones third. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know, that might, the fact that Mac Jones is performing the better them better than all three of them. I might, I thought that might throw one of you off, but I'll have to, do the old trifecta agree with you guys there? Uh, I mean, I just, it's week three. Um, and T Law was just shining so bright towards the end of the season. Justin Fields, too, the end of last season. Although, as the resident Bears fan, I have a lot of things to say about the offense and what they're doing and uh, our offensive coordinator who needs to be fired. But, um, yes, I'll, I'll take that, especially with the Patriots really. Are struggling to draft for offense and excelling in defense. So um, great picks, you guys. Scott? Yeah, so uh, we must have been on the same wavelength tonight because um, I also picked three guys from the same exact draft class. Oh, baby. Uh, in fact, it was this past draft class. Uh, my exact theme is rookies that are about to be household names, if not already. And we have Devon Achan, Sam Laporta, and Zay Flowers. Well, I don't think any of these guys are going to be household names anytime soon. Maybe in NFL households, but um, let me marry Zay, friends with Betcha Fitz, Sam Laporta, and kill A-Chan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh gosh I I think I'll have to agree with that Stevo um, I, I think it's very interesting how Flowers has kind of usurped everybody else in this back in this backfield well as the receiver core um, and continues to get more targets than Mark Andrews which I think is interesting although That's interesting yeah you know I think maybe Andrews has been was injured to start the season he could be slowly rolling out but I will have to marry Flowers. Friends with Benjamin Laporta, who, my boy baby, uh, I believe from him, all these tight ends from the start, and uh, A-Chan, that's my kill. I had to think about that again. Ugh. Yeah, I, uh, man, I really wanted to go a different order, you guys, but I think you convinced me. I'm, I'm going to keep it the same. Uh, Mary's a uh, Friends of Benjamin Slap, or SLP, whatever you want to call him, uh, and I have to kill A-Chan. 
Um, Zay, yeah, uh, as a guy that reached for Mark Andrews in the third to be like my dynasty tight end, expecting him to be the number one target in Baltimore. So far, it hasn't worked out, you know, exactly as planned. I think I still have a tight end advantage, but maybe not as much as one as I'd hope. Um, and Zay looks like the real deal. Uh, SLP, amazing tight end. Uh, wish I had him in more places. Um, actually have him behind Mark Andrews in that league. Uh, and, you know, HN, amazing game. Can't hate on the 50-point game at all. Definitely wish I would have played him, but I think we need to see it on a more consistent basis uh, before we yeah. start putting him in the same conversation as these other two. More sample size, right? Right. Sure. Um, and with that, uh, we're actually going to move on to On the Clock, which I am hosting uh, for the first time this season. And uh, I'll throw it out there. Who wants to go first? Oh, give it to me. Come on. All right. You, you get you get the choice then since you're first and your choice Ooh. is bottle or beak bottle or mm-hmm. beak bottle um or beak. give me the bottle all right we're talking about the bottle nose dolphins of course oh, let's go baby all right mostert 41.7 and devon achan 51.3 combined for 93 fantasy points in week three and that's based off of our what's your fantasy scoring Lots of questions here for you. Uh, okay. I'm going to give you 45 seconds. Um, question number one, is this a full-blown running back by committee now? Question two, do you feel comfortable starting either player in any format going forward? Question three, will Jeff Wilson Jr.'s return in week five impact their production, or is he clearly running back three now? I'll give you 45 seconds. Ready? go okay i think i actually do think this is a committee um what this game proved is that both at least two of these players can be extremely productive and also uh excel in the passing game which is important you want dual threat running backs um now do i feel comfortable starting either one of these um Oh, that's uh, that's uh, I guess that's where it gets harder. I got twenty more seconds. Um, yes, I think I'd I definitely feel comfortable because they're ha- they're showing that they will rely on Mostert. Um, a chain questionable with Jeff Wilson coming back. I think if anything, Mostert will continue getting the majority of the carries, and uh, Wilson and A chain will split. So more so Mostert. I'll lean on that. Okay, so then kind of you answered that third question there as well, basically saying that you think. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. will eat into A-Chan's yeah. uh, production. I do okay. believe so. All right. Steven, you ready for your question? Oh, that was a good... That was, yeah. All right. You get Beak because he chose Bottle. We're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they knocked off my Dallas Cowboys this past week, albeit with a lot of help from the refs and their terrible calls. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, they won. They won the game. Uh I have three and really four questions for you because there's a 3A and 3B depending on how you answer number three. So question number one, can they actually contend with Josh Dobbs? Question two, should Dobbs be considered startable in super flex leagues now? Question three, Kyler Murray is eligible to return after week four with the cards starting one and two and likely one and three after playing San Francisco this weekend. Do you think they will bring back Murray immediately? 3A, if not immediately, 
what does their record have to be for them to consider doing so? 3B, if so, do the Cards have a chance to win the NFC West? And I'll give you a minute because that's a lot. No. No. So now I got plenty of time to talk about Kyler Murray. Um, but no, they're not contending with Josh Dobbs. And no, I'm not starting him in any fantasy format. Um, Kyler Murray, I think they need to be... I I don't I guess I, I don't I guess they're one and two right now. Um hmm. tough question. Yeah, it is difficult. Two and three, which I guess is uh five games, I think that they would uh bring him back and I'm rolling into my lineup right away if they do. Okay. Basically right in a minute there. So basically with him being able to come back this next week, assuming they lose to San Francisco, you think if they win whatever their next matchup is, which I don't have the schedule in front of me, um, if they win that game, you think they would bring Murray back at two and three. Interesting. Okay. You guys got any comments on the other person's question? Man, I'm, I'm happy I went first and got my pick. That's all I'm going to say. That was a fully loaded question. I mean, mine was too, but <laughs> Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals, dude. I don't know. It's just like as of as before week three, they they had projected the number one and two pick. I mean, which is insane. Yep. Of course, that second pick, courtesy of Houston, we'll see if they can continue winning. But I don't know. It, it looks like Coach Gannon is is really putting, trying to install a winning culture, a physical culture, and we can really see that on the field. And uh, it's it's nice to see them actually competing instead of being one of these, you know, teams that gives up and is happy with the one on one, one of you know. Eventually, talent overcomes spirit, and I don't, <laughs> I, I don't don't think it's it's going to be long lasting. <laughs> And there's where the reality sets in. Thank you, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that segment of On the Clock, we are now moving on to Jukebox, hosted by Steven. Juke. Got a couple of fun September songs for you guys. Tis the month. Um, First, we have September by Earth, Wind & Fire. And of course... In the song, they say, do you remember the 21st night of September, which happened to be last Thursday, where we had Thursday night football with the Giants and 49ers. So keep it in mind that game. Are you guys taking a stack of Daniel Jones plus Saquon Barkley or Brock Purdy plus CMC? Oh, Brock Purdy, CMC. No question. No question, man. Uh, oh, man. I I think I want to say Daniel Jones and Saquon. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was an ugly game. I didn't get to watch it. I was actually at uh, the Giants-Dodgers ball game in person, so I was kind of following along with my phone, and it looked like the Niners just ran all over them and destroyed them. But uh, I don't know, man. I still don't believe in Purdy. I don't believe it. 
All right. Um, in Dynasty only, Debo or Ayuk? Dynasty? Debo. Look at that. Love the... I love... I mean, I thought this was like the no debate. Ayuk's younger, less of an injury history. Looks like he could be the better guy. I mean... Does he have less of an injury history? I mean, he was injured for week two, but it was a minor injury. He's, he's playing this week. Or- I mean, I think Ayuk's definitely going to pop off, but as of right now, like, I mean, the fact that they have shown that they're still going to be running Debo and he's going to be multifaceted. 27 and 25, so we're not talking a huge age gap. Like, I mean, Debo could have so many more points if Purdy would actually throw the ball accurately. He'd have, like, I think, either was it last week, he would have had, like, three touchdowns if Purdy just put the ball in the right spot. But, yeah, I equally eat into that, but... I don't know, man. I'm getting more and more sold on Debo every week here. Yep. No, uh, good points on both. I, I think I'm probably going with MJ on both both questions. Um, Purdy and CMC. I mean, CMC is just an absolute monster, and Purdy's a safe play, not an exciting play, but DJ is just a roller coaster, and I, I'm, I'm almost... I'm over it. <laughs> over, listen, over Danny Dimes. Listen, he exploded in the game against Arizona. The two games that he's basically thrown up goose eggs: Cowboys defense, 49ers defense. All right, I think Week Four will be the real tell. Like going up against a healthier Seahawks defense. How did the Giants perform? How does Daniel Jones perform? I think this one is actually going to be the test. I mean, to be fair, he put up basically a goose egg against the Cardinals for one half. So um, I'm not giving him full credit there. Um, all right, next song, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. Classic. Classic from the 2000s. Um, we just went back to the 21st of September. So let's roll, roll forward to this Sunday when I hope you'll wake me up because September is ending, and we have morning football on October 1st. We got our first international game of the season. We got Falcons versus Jags in London. And you guys know, I got to ask you the now second annual question about London in London. Um, Drake London is outside the top 50 on the season, and his teammate Kyle Pitts is barely in the top 20 for tight ends. Yikes. Um, are you trying to buy low on either of these guys or would you rather keep your hands clean? Um, I would, I'll answer this first. I would definitely buy low in London. Um, listen, I just really don't trust Arthur Smith and the Falcons in terms of, I guess his tight end usage. I mean, he, if you take a look at both tight ends over there, John New Smith, and Kyle Pitts, um, they're nearly equal in targets, reception yards. Um, and even so, it's just like, it's so questionable. I mean, I'm really happy I got out of Kyle Pitts this this summer. Um, if anything, and they need to get the ball rolling, they're going to be either going to Bichon or their alpha ride receiver. So yes, I'd, I'd be very interested in buying low and Drake London. I second MJ. Um I would buy low on London for Dynasty. 
I don't know if I have really any interest in redraft this year, but no, I'm staying clear of Pitts until we see otherwise. I think he's probably got to have the biggest drop in fantasy value of almost any player uh, over the last three years. Um, it's kind of a shame because he's such a great athlete, but we we got to see it to believe it again. And on the other side of the ball, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, is currently outside the top 15 in QB scoring. Are you concerned, and do you still see him as a locked-in QB1 in both redraft and dynasty? Hmm. I'll, I'll go first, because I own T-Law in our original dynasty. Not concerned. Um, I think he just had a couple of bad weeks. You know, maybe some questionable play calls by the coach. Uh, and to be fair, I haven't got to see any of their games fully. I'm hoping to get to see some of this London game on Sunday, but uh, maybe some more of that week one magic will come back in week four and people will stop freaking out. But I'm not concerned yet. Yeah, I, I have to second that. I mean, if if Coach Peterson could make Carson Wentz look as good as he looked in the in 20 was it 17 make him the qb1 um imagine what he can do with uh what many have say one of the best generational quarterbacks to come since peyton manning peyton manning sorry do you do you guys still see him as a locked in qb1 yes in a 12 team league yes for sure yeah, for sure, QB1. I think he can turn this around. He's surrounded by weapons. Yeah, let's let let's let's let him get his feet underneath him and uh, and dial it back in. Come on, Lawrence. Let's hope T Law brings back the sunshine. All right, Scott, turning it over to you with Fantasy Flash. Sweet. Well, that was actually a pretty good segue there, Stephen. Because the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, actually, sorry, the second one I'm talking about is that Sunday Sunday London game. Uh, but first, we'll recap Week Three. So for Thursday Night Football, uh, more passing yards, Daniel Jones or Purdy, and uh, it wasn't close. It was 137 to 310 in Purdy's favor. So Stephen and MJ with a point there. Uh, the Sunday noon game, we had an over-under of four and a half total passing touchdowns. Uh, there ended up being three. Um, oh. And <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, the Jags and uh, Texans. Uh, yeah, so MJ and me with a point there. Um, and then Monday Night Football, we kind of all failed on this one. Not really to our fault, but just the fact that nobody scored. But it was more touchdowns. Kyron Williams or Jamar Chase, and nobody scored. So we all, we all got the L there. And uh, if I do a fantasy flash like that in the future, I'll make sure that there's a backup like most fantasy points uh, just in case. Um, so we actually have a winner and loser. But anyways, with that, uh, our current standing, Steven's at 5-4, and four, and MJ and I are at 4-5 and five after 9. Let's go, baby. Don't call questions. it a comeback. I, I'm Come not going to call it a comeback. Come on, Steven. <laughs> All right, Thursday night football. Tomorrow night, we have the Lions versus the Packers. More fantasy points, okay. more total fantasy points, Jared Goff or Jordan Love. And I will tell you right now, Goff is 10th for quarterbacks and Love is 4th. Jordan Love. And I, I made my picks prior to the episode, so I'll we'll have you guys answer. I'll have to go Jordan Love here too, honestly. And I, I picked Goff. 
Sunday, oh. we have the London game, uh, as Stephen mentioned, our first London game. So make sure you have your lineup set bright and early. 8.30 Central, I believe, is the kickoff. Uh, so make sure you have your lineups set. Um, and this one is a bit of a doozy, so uh, listen carefully. We have Falcons versus Jaguars. More total receptions. Bijan, Pitts, London combined, or Ingram and Ridley combined? And I will tell you that Bijan, Pitts, London have 14-9 for 31 over the first three games, and Ingram and Ridley have 18-13 and 13 for 31 over the first three games. Give me the Falcons. All right. You said receptions, right? You said receptions. I'll take the Jags. I also took the Jags. I got Ingram Ridley. Um, Monday night football, Seahawks versus Giants. More total yards, KW3 or Barkley? KW3. Dang it. I also picked KW3. So, hey, well, I'll take up. a dub. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to change it up. So we are going to go with more receiving yards, Barkley or KW3. Oh, you devil, you. I'm still going KW3. Do we know that Barkley's playing? He's expected back. Oh, my gosh. Like, I need confirmation. More receiving. All right, I'll pull KW3 it up. KW3 popped off. He's not even on the injury report. Oh, wait. Just kidding. Saying that he's a stretch to play now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to scratch the KW3 and Barkley all together. Uh, Well, there are no wide receivers to choose from in this battle. So how about an over-under of four and a half total touchdowns? Hmm. I'm going to take the over. I've, I'm inclined to take the over as well, to be honest. I was inclined to take the over as well. Oh, geez. Uh, five and a half. I'll take the under. Man. Why do you do this to me? I guess uh, crazy how one number can just flip everything. You know what? Um, I'm going to say entertainment value. Let's take the over. All right, I'm going under with Steven. <laughs> so I think we are split three ways on this one. Steven and MJ with love, me and MJ with the Jags, and uh, me and Steven with the under. So that is our fantasy flash. MJ, you want to take us home? Yeah, man. Um, I think the biggest lesson we continue to learn uh, in this fantasy season or fantasy in general is you have to take a look at everything in, in Windows. You know, take take every week or every couple weeks as um you got to ride the wave i think i should say um with all these players just who knows i mean like we're talking about the dolphins the odds of them putting up 70 points again zero there's well listen i'm knock on wood but i don't think there's any way they put up a, more than 60 points again th- again this season but read into look into the teams who are hot um and invest in them. Try to, um, you know, and ride the wave. A uh, big thank you to everyone who continues to listen to us. Hope we're pumping out the best content we can uh, provide for you guys and gals. Um, and remember, this is for fun. We we do this for fun. I 
I think all three of us, all of us enjoy fantasy and don't let it get to you because remember, this is a 17 week season and we're rolling into week four. So make your decisions, be aggressive and best of luck. Uh, Scott. Yeah. Like MJ said, still early. Don't hit the panic button yet. Uh, I mean, unless you're in dynasty and you want to just go ahead and go for the future, but, um, Anyways, thank you guys. Uh, I know it's tough trying to get an episode squeezed out every week. Uh, you guys are both busy with with your jobs, your lives, your social lives. So thank you for being here, making an effort. Steven's falling asleep on us. So uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, I'm going to pass it to Steven to close us out. We'll see you next time. Hopefully you can try to get to two and two this week at minimum if you are in that one and two spot because Starts to get a little scary when you uh, get to two and three or one and three. Um, so best of luck. Push for every win, especially in redraft, because every win counts towards making the playoffs. And uh, yeah, be careful about setting your lineups. Um, London game on Sunday. Let's go Falcons. Yeah. yeah. As you say, like Steven said, it is a weekly game. Uh, even though we play it over a year, uh, and that's actually the late great, or not late great, the great Matthew Berry originally said that. But, <laughs> late um, great. <laughs> he is still uh, alive. And kick it. Yeah, he's he's still alive. Not not rest in peace. Just you know, rest peacefully tonight, Matthew Berry. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, what what do you guys think the magic number is to like make it to the playoffs? I always have uh seven in my head, which is exactly yeah. half seven. Okay. Yeah. I was going to seven wins and you're not guaranteed, but I think seven is kind of the magic number because that makes you seven and seven. And if you have enough points, you should be able to get the tiebreaker. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, de- it depends on the league. Card, and, right. Yeah. yeah it depends on the league, league and crazier things that happen. I've, I've definitely been in leagues where six and eight makes it in. And I've been in leagues where seven and seven doesn't. So, but seven's kind of my magic number. Yeah. So lesson, all this, believe in yourself, believe in your team, make the changes that you think are necessary. Right. And, get to the playoffs that's what your goal should be um thank you everybody yeah and thank you scott for thanking all our guys thank both of you for your time and your commitment um and we'll see you guys next week this is what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast sweet sweet fantasy baby